Lady Banff, they beat off Misdeeds. Steel Diamond running on. Joviality trying to beat off Lady Banff. A length and a half to Steel Diamond. Joviality just in front. Lady Banff is fighting on like a tiger. Joviality and Lady Banff. I think Joviality's just inside. Oh, Ranch Hand, the outsider, is trying hard. Paolale trying to repel the challenges of Converge and Ranch Hand. He's doing a good job of it, Paolale. Ranch Hand is trying. Paolale just in front of Ranch Hand. And Paolale is going to lead all the way in the Eskimo. Caster Bombers finding the line, but Maltai still in front. A length and a half to Silent Impact is running out of time. Maltai keeps going, and Maltai with the blinkers on, led all the way from Silent Impact. Rustic Steel third. Irish Angel Mr. Busy and Lieutenant straightening up there. Come down past the 250. It's London Ruler out by two. Bit of grey magic to the outside. Running on strongly. Then Sweet As. Here's a bit of a go. It's London Ruler in front. Bit of grey magic's trying hard. London Ruler in front. Got the money. Beat Bit of Grey Magic. Purposeful well, 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 What a win that was. Uh, great weekend there for the team at uh, TNT Racing in Emerald with the new acquisition of London Ruler saluting for a new group of owners. Uh, what was your take on the weekend there, Lockie? Uh, mate, it was, yeah, it was really good. Like we sort of spoke about, he's that jump run type. And, gee, that's what he did. He, he jumped and he, he got to the front. Rick sort of... You know, rode him well to get there. He used a little bit of, he used a few little cookies to get there. But once he got there, he took, you know, got a few cheap sectionals. And now oh, he won well in the end, mate. Now, uh, 14 bucks, I think they offered up at the end. Not very often you see a uh, Todd Austin trained last start winner go around at 14s. We got the uh, we got the unders, of course, because that's what we do. But no, nah, it's just good to see that, you know, some new and existing owners uh, get, off, get off the mark with a good win there. Yeah, I definitely don't know what the corporates were thinking, but um, a little birdie tells me that on course he may have been $9 into $2.70 and I did see a, a group of owners on the fence in a Snapchat from my brother and uh, they were carrying on like pork chops, so it would have been a bad place to be a beer on Saturday night in Emerald, that's for sure. <laughs> so let's have a look at the weekend's results. I guess we probably should put out a disclaimer and, and say that we don't always fire uh, five shots as we did with three out of the four winners in our best bets in each way. Tips for the weekend. Joviality toughed it out in a nice win and backed up by Palele, who uh, opted with the, the Sydney run instead of heading to Coolfield and duly saluted with a front-running ride and then topped off with three in a row by Maotai, which, which was another great win there. So congrats on, on all the uh, winners for the weekend and, and those who followed the team in in having a bet, so well done, Lockie. Yeah, mate, it was good. Um, like you said, we don't do that every week, but and and probably just one quick note, mate. And this is the this is the words from the stewards, not mine, but on Hurawai. I'm not one to blame luck, but this is coming straight from the stewards' report, mate. Uh, held up for clear running on entering the home straight, and was unable to be fully tested at any stage in the straight. So I'll probably be backing him again next start just to find out, anyway. Yeah, one one can put in the uh, black book and and yeah, follow home maybe at a more suitable track and distance than Doom, but maybe. Yeah, definitely, mate. He looks a big track horse, but yeah, you know if they bet that eighteen dollars again um, on the back of that, I'll be yeah, I won't be scared to go back for seconds. That's for sure. Right, oh, well, let's backtrack a couple of days earlier uh, when we headed up to Cairns on the Friday to a heavy eight track. Conditions were suitable for those wet trackers. Trevor Rowe was uh, probably the the most successful on the day with training a double. The remaining card was shared by six other trainers, so a bit of prize money shared there amongst North Queensland, which is good to see. And looked a great day of racing there, very competitive as well. 
Yeah, I think uh, just a note, the the bookies had a bit of a field day, mate. No fave won a race. Like, you know, a few of them were in the market, but no official fave saluted. And I think with that rain coming and then, you know, dry conditions on the day, you know, it can be wet and sticky. Uh, yeah, and I think a few horses you could probably forgive coming out of that meet. But made it a tough day to find a winner. But, yeah, it just like I said, there are probably a fair few forgive runs out of that meet. Mate, speak for yourself. I kicked off early in race one with Roberg saluting, stepped up in distance for the Chalemi-Wilson combination, which uh, obviously synonymous up in North Queensland, far North Queensland, I should say. That was our only winner between us. So, uh, yeah, not much to say other than that, mate. No, um, and I guess just to, just to go into bat for myself, I did get the second horse there. So it was a hands and heels Cornella, but I think it was a no. four-horse field. So <laughs> No, yeah. no prizes for second, mate. <laughs> Yeah, no, tough day, mate, tough day. Yeah, well, have a, have a quick look through them, eh? And um, race two was taken out by the track specialist in De- Desert Cowboy, who returned to the winner's stall after 18 months. Kristen Swaffer wrote a double, uh, the first of her double for the day and the first of Trevor Rose winners, 59.5 kilo with the claim. Went around at $7.50, would you believe? Now brings his summary to 55 starts, 13 wins, 9 seconds and 10 thirds. So... He's probably running at about a 60% place strike rate, that horse, as an eight-year-old rising nine. But um, a great training performance there by Trevor, getting him back up to the winner's stall again. Yeah, no, it was a good win, mate. Like you said, Swaffer got a double. One that I was kicking up for in Coastal Boy, mate, got back to late, 550 into 360. I thought I was uh, going to be in the jockeys, but didn't fire a shot. <laughs> so I don't know if there was an issue there or... Like I said, the track could have been a bit sticky. Yeah, not sure. Um, no excuses there, but the money come for it. You know, that's a decent push, 550 into 360 on, you know, in a Cairns midweek sort of meet. So, yeah, not, not sure what happened there, but like I said, there might be a few forgive runs out of that. So we'll see how he goes next start. Yeah, I think one of those forgives, um, I think you can put Chabot into that in that book. I gave him a wrap last week and thought he was the best on the card. He, 950 probably wasn't the most suitable to him now, being a seven-year-old. I think he's chasing that 1,200, and he should have just got back on the rail, come around their heels, and found the line pretty well still on a heavy eight track, whilst Desert Cowboy just led and kicked up and, and found the front. So I think you can follow him next start, look for him at 1,200 metres, back to Townsville, either, 12, uh, either a benchmark 65, benchmark 70, or a handicap. I think he'll still be competitive, and you should still be able to get each-way odds. Third race of the day taken out by Master Roar. He knocked over the very short eagle-eyed cherry. Factors is unbeatable in that race, going around at $1.45. But obviously track conditions could play a part there, being a maiden handicap, so it wasn't too well invested. Race four went over to King Jester for Rodney Miller and Manu Potguider. Went around at $2.80. I thought the runner boomed out of that race. Not really excited um, on 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 the race but if anything boom i see he's nominated for townsville next week so out of that race i think he could be a chance and obviously any mariah quite disappointing i thought in the run but do you think the, the heavy track would have been the fault there yeah i see rick made a note there that it was, it was bumped on jumping and he felt that it didn't handle the track so it, it's got soft track form behind it one start on the heavy for no good but like i said sometimes it you know up that in the northern queensland area it's it's not so much the bog heavy tracks they get down south it can get a bit sticky so 
yeah, I don't know. Again, I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be jumping off Anna Maria moving forward. It's too good of a horse for a run like that, I think. Race five seen the return of Kristen Swaffer and Trevor O back to the winner stall when Hard Yaga let them up and duly saluted, winning by a staggering four and a half lengths there at a three dollar eighty price. Time for the day. Poor heavy track conditions I thought was quite impressive running a one fifteen twenty two. Just let them up. I think obviously another Cairns trained horse. Horses for courses, uh, and that was this is HM Yates' second winner also for the day. So I definitely think he'll be one to follow out of the race meter as well, Lockie. Yeah, for sure, mate. Another one for Swaffer there, and yeah, what won well. Like it, you know, there was a bunch finished behind him, and um, yeah, you know, give an absolute galloping lesson to be honest, mate. That one. Yeah, and and then they're in out of the day. First first slip won the class one fourteen hundred. Just an honest effort there. Race 17, big flash. And didn't he flash? He come from last, I think. Yeah, huge finish, yeah. mate. It was, a, again, the the conditions might have played into that, but Endorse ran its, you know, honest race, as it always done. We were both on Lily of the Glen. You know, ran a decent race there. Yeah, I think big flash, mate, that last 400. I, I, don't, I didn't look at the sectionals, but, geez, I reckon it would have been impressive. At any old odds, too, might I ask? Yeah, another one for one. the bookies. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, on, just on a quick one there, snap. mate. Um, I just note uh, Daryl Paradise trained the third horse. Uh, he's a trainer I haven't seen around recently, but back in my days, when I was cutting my teeth in Townsville. He used to have a, a small stable, but really good good horses. A horse you probably remember, Bazooka, mate. He trained in the early days. So it uh, went on to a few other trainers after that, but yeah, good to see Daryl training a few horses again. Yeah, good to see him back amongst it. Mm. And then on the last race of the day, track conditions obviously played it apart out on the outside of the f- outside fence. Miser Brink come from last with the with the trained and ridden Chelsea Jokic having a family fair win there with I believe maybe her father as the owner. So well done Chelsea and and another great win. Yeah, like you said, uh, mate, she got the right part of the track there and and won well. So yeah, nice work by Chelsea. Did you have any black bookers out of the day there? No, I think, mate, the couple that you sort of touched on, Desert Cowboy, Hard Jaeger, and, you know, I wouldn't be jumping off Coastal Boy or Anna Marie anytime soon. But, yeah, I'd I'd definitely be keeping an eye on a few of those more fancied runners that probably didn't fire because, like I said, that track might have been a, a little bit deceiving. Rightio, heading into this week, we'll probably be able to get previews away for both Rockhampton and Townsville. Mackay race Tuesday, which obviously doesn't suit us real well, but we might have a little one-off preview with some best bets on on monday afternoon but stay tuned for that so let's have a look through the card there at rockhampton on friday the 11th the rails out to five and a half meters the entire course with good four and fine conditions predicted quick look through see the return of the mighty ash butler he's he's down for two rides and i believe one of them may be uh the best bet of the day but we'll get to that later uh he's had a three-month break so the big fella should be fresh as I uh, look forward to his returns. Uh, Rocky, for me, seems to be a bit of a death trap in terms of punning, but I, I sort of probably prefer to follow the money there as they like to have a bet as well. So uh, let's have a look at probably the best races on the cards, and, and that's race two, race three, four, and seven. Uh, race two is a benchmark 65,050. What have you found there, Lockie? Yeah, like you said, mate, it uh, it is one of those tracks, Rocky. I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with it myself. You know, so it's got a kilometre straight, but leaders seem to win, so work that out. It's it's tough, but 
I thought the horse two is an interesting runner, mate. It's got good benchmark, 85, 86 form from down south. It looks to have good natural speed. So I think if it finds the front, like I said, sometimes in these rocky races, um, you know, regardless of the length of the straight, if you're in front, sometimes it's the best place to be. So, yeah, just an interesting one, mate. Some of that form down south in, you know, Tamworth Newmarket, it went around, um, beaten five, seven, eight, but that was in a race record time. Town played it. Gilgandra, benchmark 86. You know, I just think that form up here, if, if um, you know, they've got him right, uh, they've travelled up from Bundy, and I think, yeah, interesting runner, mate, so I might have a little play to find out. Yeah, he's an interesting, obviously an interesting runner. He's had, had good form down south, so not too sure on why there's a change in stables or why they've sold him from down there. I, I would have kept him and raced him on. What concerned me was uh, the start of his prep was back in August, so he's had about 10 starts since then and, and now travels up to Rocky, which is no mean feat. But finds a nice suitable race and gets Talia Fenlon on, but um, I've gone with the inform Emily's Empire, chasing four on the trot. It's hard to go past her at the moment. Loves Rockhampton, 1,050, 1,050, 1,100. Uh, finds a, a 10.50 again. Steps up in grade slightly, but... Winning form's good form, mate, so just stick with her. Moving on to race three, the Open Handicap 1300. What do you got for us? It's one of those races, but Master Jamie, mate, honestly, how do you tip against him? He's just bulletproof. Like I know he carries a big weight, but he does it week in, week out. He gets the claimer on, you know, he's he's had, what's he into this prep? He's had, This would be the seventh run. He's just a war horse. I can't tip against him. He's an old sparring partner of... Yours truly, mate, Starve O'Reilly. You got the better of him that day, just quietly. Throw that in there. But, um, <laughs> you know, mate, beaten six in the Falvalon listed race. He loves Rocky. 19 starts, 10 wins, six or seven minor placings. I don't know. You're, it's a big way, but you're a brave man if you're tipping against him. It's, the only thing that will beat him is if he's come to the end of his run, I reckon. Yeah, I think you're on the money there, mate. Just curious as to why he's a 95 rider. Why Graham Green's got him sticking around the stables? Why don't you have him down south having a crack at those races uh, around Doomben and, and Brisbane? He's probably qualified for a no metro win the last two-year type race. So anyway, um, oh, I'm with you. I can't see him getting beat. I don't know what price you'll get, though. Yeah, barrier two, mate. Just chips in. Uh, then moving on, race four, Cutis three-year-old, 1,100. I'm going to stick with... Fire King, Ash Butler's best of the day. He's got two chances, and, and I think this is his best. I had a look at his stats um, on Fire King, and Justin Stanley rode him first up uh, with 59.5 in Rocky the other day, but Ash jumps back aboard. His stats on on him are reading pretty well. Seven starts, three wins, and four seconds. He improves off the break, um, improves off the run. And with Ash taking over, he, he wins. What do you got for us? Can't go against you too much there, but I am going to have a little play on Sherwood Prince. He come up from down south. He's running around a two-year-old handicaps at Toowoomba, running well. Come up through Roma, had a nice win there. Just went there for a bit of a confidence builder, I think. Put 4.75 on him, just pillar to post. Then come out of Rocky and just got too far back, which isn't really his pattern. So I'm not sure what happened there. But, you know, he was seventh at the 400. And like we said before, sometimes Rocky can be hard to make ground. He ran on well, beaten 1.25 behind um, Fire King and Bean Deadly. Uh, Bean Deadly, I just don't even look at in the form anymore. I tip, 
tipped it to everyone first up. At, he ran fourth. I didn't. I backed him that day and then haven't backed him since, and he's got the picket fence going, so probably wins again, but I can't tip him. So, yeah, mate, I'm going to have a little bit on Sherwood, Sherwood Prince, I think. Yeah, good tipping there, Lockie. I think uh, a nice little Quinella play could be on the cards there. The last one we'll look at here is race seven, which is a class three plate over 1,300 metres. I'll kick us off. I've got just Jessie on top. Mate, she's had two trials leading up to this. Space pretty well over 900 metres. I don't really like backing horses over 1,200 metres first up, just with fitness, but this horse doesn't seem to like the sprint trip. So finds the track where she's had five starts for a win and three seconds and a distance where she's had nine starts for five seconds and two thirds. So Ryan Wiggins aboard for Jared Wellow, which we both know is a lethal combination. Barrier seven, I think she jumps with them, finds a spot, tucks away, pulls out at the 200 and goes bang. So I'll be loading up if I've got any money left at the last of the day, because to me, if, if you have a look at the set weights, she comes back from benchmark 57 grade to meet a bunch of bloody low six raiders, 60 Raiders, so I'm with her. Yeah, mate, nice find. And yeah, like you said, that Wheelow-Wiggins combo, you can back with confidence and, and even more so at Rocky. Oh, I thought maybe the 11. I'd like to see what price first, but again, if you're talking trainer and jockey, um, Clinton Taylor, gee, we sprigged him up last week in the podcast, and Justin Stanley, well, since he's come back, he's... Uh, He's riding everything. Barrier one. Come up from down south again. You know, he's running around in decent races. Hit a few wet tracks in around Doomben. Heavy 10. Like, that's, you know, that that's hard going. He's come up here, run a nice race at Rocky. Nice race at Mackay. Well, a couple, actually. He's gone bang, bang last two starts. And, yeah, I don't know. Barrier one. Jay Stanley. You know, he won a class two there in, in pretty decent time for the day last start. sixty favourite. So, he was, you know, he was there to win it. But... Yeah, depending on price, and like I said, it is rocky, so I mightn't have much left in the account by uh, the last. But if I do, <laughs> you and me uh, both. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll put it in, put it on the saddle with Jay Stanley for me, mate. Well, well, we'll, we'll see what happens there, and then uh, we'll roll over into Townsville on Saturday with any luck. Forecast is looking good there at the moment. Uh, track conditions should play pretty good. Uh, currently, a soft five with the rail out four meters. Between the 1,000 metres and the winning post, two and a half the remainder. A great day of racing will be there on Saturday. Uh, originally a six-race card, but I believe they split the, the benchmark 50-55 into two races, so it'll give us a seven-card event. Take a look at the key races on the card for Townsville. Uh, we've come up with race two, which is the Magic Millions Gold Coast March Sale Cutest Two-Year-Old Handicap. Now, the cutest March sale um, is a source of stars with the likes of Buffering, Spirit of Boom, Boom Sarah, Master Jamie, one of the North Queenslanders, Winning Rupert, uh, now a sire, Apache Chase, and the Hong Kong sensation, Wishful Thinker. So uh, a lot of stars come out of the March sale, and a lot of horses are purchased to race in North Queensland for this cutest bonus scheme. Let's find some winners for this race, Lockie. What, what can you give us? Uh, mate, yeah, good race this, two-year-old, uh, all cutest. Um, to me, it looks between the two Sarah Cornley runners. I'd say uh, Red Hot Poker is probably going to come up favourite. Markets aren't out, obviously, when we're doing this podcast, so it's a little bit bit, bit uh, harder. But I'd say Red Hot Poker will be the shorter of the pair after beating Alter Boy home when they last met. 
Uh, but if there is a big gap in betting, I might have a ticket, Alter Boy, mate. He, he actually has paid favourite that day. He's been bursting to win a race, so he, he's raced since then and got that win, and it might just be the confidence builder he needed. You know, you got Carl Spry, Justin Stanley going head-to-head -head there, two of the better jockeys we see up this way. Carl obviously rides those top weights quite well. Um, you know, I think Red Hot Poker's probably going to be the short, shorter of the two, but like I said, if there's enough of a difference in, in uh, price there, I might have a little, little play on Alter Boy, mate. Yeah, pretty even between those two, and I've come up with the same two horses. Carl's taken the ride on Alter Boy, but I'm going to stick with Red Hot Poker. He was first up the other day when he beat him home, so off that run, I think he only improves. I know it's a month between runs, but obviously they should have him ticking over nicely. Justin Stanley stays on, one from one. For me, Red Hot Poker. Race three on the cards is the Roses Are Red Open Handicap, 1,200 metres. Lovers Blind tops the weights for Roy Chalemi and Miss Rachel Shred. 60 kilos, but gets a 3-kilo claim. Gets her in at 57 kilos um, in a nice race for Lovers Blind. What can you give us here, Lockie? Yeah, with Lovers Blind, mate, um, Rachel Shred's got an um, affiliation with this horse. If you go back far enough in the form guide, he's ridden him before for success. Gets that nice 3-kilo claim that you mentioned. Uh, he'd actually won three on the trot before running into Let's Go Bobby, who, um, you know, has gone on, looks like it's going on to bigger and better things. Uh, Headley owned, Shalemi trained. Mate, not much more you got to say. I think it's the one. Yeah, I'm with you. I look through its open form, mate. There's nothing that comes close. No real explanation needed, I don't think. But uh, the horse is 10 rating points clear of the next best horse and gets a three kilo claim with Rachel. Uh, meeting the field with only three kg more. Married a box, best of the day, take any price. It'll be better than bank interest. On to race four, the Queensland Thoroughbreds Open Association, cutest three-year-old handicap. These cutest races, mate, they've they've got some good bonuses, don't they? Oh, cracker, mate. And even more so here where we see a few fillies line up and, you know, you've got that you've got that 12,000 bonus for the cutest three-year-old and you throw another six on for the filly, mate. It's a, yeah, gee, it's a not a bad day out if you can land it. I'd expect you to be down at the sales come March. Mate, you know me, the head's always in the uh, sales book. So, uh, yeah, the March one seems to throw up a bit of value too. Uh, although that's, you know, that's changed recently with some of the, um, you know, the classic prices that just went around with English. But, yeah, no, always got the head in the book there, mate, so you never know what we might find. Well, we better find us a winner here and uh, cash up from the March sale and... Uh, there's a couple of last start winners, but I'm going to side with one of them in the Clinton Taylor trained Magnetic Drive, who has obviously made the 80-hour drive north for this race with a speed map that should suit perfectly. It was beaten 0.62 starts back by your form horse in Bean Deadly. That's been winning since, and then came out and won last start by two and a half at home in a good time over 1,300. Uh, he's back slightly in grade in distance to the 1,200, but Stanley goes on board, so it'd be worth uh, backing with confidence. Yeah, I think I think he looks the one, mate. And you know, Stanley on um, always gives you that bit of extra confidence, like you mentioned. But um, again, prices aren't out. But I tell you what, a queer gem, uh, really striking looking grey filly. This one, uh, watched the first up run, and gee, I thought it was nice. Looked to have improvement in her there as well. So if there's a silly price around, I might have a little each way um, on a queer gem. Yeah, no, nice pick there, Lockie. Uh, we'll move on to race seven. Then that's our last one. We've got. Here, uh, we like to sort of steer, steer clear of the, the lower-rated races, which usually bring out a few a few long shots in most cases. But um, 
It's probably a tough race to, to finish up with. It's a Class 6 set weights race over 1,400. It's the happy birthday, Andrew Peel. So shout out to Andrew because obviously he'll be listening. What do you found? Mate, uh, I've got one and it's a tough race, but I really like the way Arise My Son worked home last start. Um, Stanley comes off, but Lacey goes on. So, you know, Lacey and, um, and Charlie have got that really nice combination going at the moment. Um, hasn't missed the place of the track. Look, I wouldn't be putting me rent money on it, but I think it's worth a ticket. And if anyone's playing trifectas, I think throw Play Me Now in. It's a cup source who ran a Kraken race in the Townsville Cup last year, and, and I'd say it'd probably be on a similar campaign but later on this year. But, um, yeah, bloke I used to play a bit of footy with, actually. Steve Shepard's got a share in this by looks. He's a bit of a supporter of North Queensland Racing, which is good. But um, I went back to his four mate off a similar spell. Has a 2.05 length third at Sandown Lakeside, over 1,600, where it actually let him up. So... Yeah, you know, I'll be back in a rise, my son, but if anyone likes the multiples, I'd, uh, I'd probably play me now in and then uh, see how they go, mate. Yeah, mate, I uh, I see you recently um, followed us on Instagram, so shout out to him for for, uh, for following the team and, and obviously a big shout out to our Instagram page. If if anybody's on there, um, search us up, Hands and Heels Racing, on both Facebook and Instagram and, and give us a follow. For me, for me in the last... If you like finding jockeys that travel for one ride, you can't go past noticing Rick McMahon on Lighthorse Lad. He's now living in Barky, which is a, a nice six-hour drive up north across the dirt, Torrance Creek. So um, he's stepping up in distance and weight here. He might find that a little bit difficult, but he, he'd be one to watch, and I'll, I will be watching closely. But being a plate race with horses at set weights, it's led me to the number 12 striker bow for the Thompson-Wilson combination. You don't have to go back far any starts to find form around open horses like Macaray and Deodoro, um, two strong open company horses in North Queensland that'll be getting around come carnival time. So we went around in a Class 6 handicap over 1,400 three starts ago with 59 kilo in Townsville and only just got beat. So under the set weights condition, he now drops to 54.5 kilo, um, as I mentioned. So Wilson will let him jump and run from barrier one, so I'll be happy. Uh, to place my money there and send everyone home a winner. Mate, it's a yeah, Saturday meet at Townsville, so if, it, if it's anything like I remember, they won't be going home, mate. They'll be going straight into town and probably find themselves at the Mad Cow. Yeah, they'll be loaded full of cash and going crazy, so good luck to them. That, that wraps up the, the North Queensland previews for this weekend, but before we move on to our feature race for the weekend, Lockie, I thought we'd, we'd just touch on a couple of North Queenslanders that are headed out south to Durban this weekend. Starts off with Absolute Hardy heading the weights in the Colts, Geldings and Entires. No Metro win, 13.50 race. He's drawn a bit of a sticky barrier in 15 with Ryan Wiggins aboard. And as I said last week, the North Queensland horses don't get any relief when they head down south with these high ratings. So he coughs it tough with the weight there. But I think he'll run a genuine race. He's a very genuine horse and the 13.50 seems to suit him all these days. Um, all the best to the team. They actually come up against... Uh, some former NQ horses in Cracker SG and overseas. So I'll definitely be having a watch on that. And then around out the day down there, Georgie Holtz teamed up with James Orman and they're taking Let's Go Bobby down for the Phillies and Mares over over the 1350 and it's a no Metro win race as well. A horse that's in form and he blew Lovers Blind away by two and a half in terms of the other day. So I think if she carries that form into that race, I think she can be competitive. 
Yeah, absolutely, mate. Got the uh, got the visitors draw there just quietly, but um, yeah, it's good to see the you know obviously we're all about the racing in a north regional Queensland, so it's it's really good to see them going down there. And like you said, they don't get any uh, they don't get any favours from the handicappers, that's for sure. Probably just have to watch track conditions down there this weekend, like most most states. Yeah, have, have a look Saturday morning, see how they are, and have a little sneaky bet each way and and support the North Queensland horses. Mate, we'll move on to the the feature race section uh, for today's podcast, and uh, I've come up with the Apollo Stakes. Sees uh, a cracking field first up, which is pretty much a traditional lead up into the Autumn Carnival, and headed by Think It Over, who, who finished last prep with three wins. You've got horses like Colding, Cascadian, Roydini, very elegant, the great British horse Maximal, who's a very interesting runner with Huey Bowman on. You got Colette. Ice Bath, Hungry Heart, She's Ideal, and uh, Deus runs out the field down the bottom. But um, a tough field, a tough race to come up with a winner, I believe, and but definitely one that's going to send a benchmark for, for the Auto Carnival prep. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Gee, it's good to see these good horses coming back out again. You know, um, you know, there's a carnival just around the corner, don't you, when you've got, oh, geez, I reckon that'd nearly be uh, three-quarters of that field as, a, as, you know, one group races, so... From a punning point of view, probably not one I'll be I'll be you know chips in on. Like a lot of them are first up, they've obviously got their targets, mate, that they're going to be heading towards. So th- you know th- these are the sort of races where you can find a bit of value sometimes. But I don't know. I, I'm a huge Colette fan, so I might might find myself having a little ticket each way. But um, yeah, and you know won't won't be won't be a big bet, but it'd just be good to sit down and watch some really quality horses go around again. Yeah, and obviously I'll pick this one out, obviously, with very elegant returning, but uh, there's a couple of quality fields in Caulfield as well. But I, I like a couple probably with a bit of better value. Uh, I believe very elegant and the likes are, are looking for 2,000 metres. So I've targeted in on a couple of horses that may be more preferred over, over the 1,400 distance. And uh, pending speed, obviously, in the race, I've come up with Roy Dini first up. Um, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott with Rachel King on board. Um, yeah, I think Roydini can find the front, and if she can, uh, if he can sneak an easy lead, he might be the horse to catch on the turn. If Rachel King can bounce him away, and he'll take a bit of catching. Uh, fitness might be the key first up, but um, I've also found she's ideal, which is a great segue into our uh, tips for the weekend. But she's ideal last prep was was enormous. First up over 1,400. She'd come from near last and nearly run down. Think it over, Rodini, Mwanga, very elegant. So Bjorn Baker's in great form at the moment. If Jason Collett can find a good spot and she gets firing, I think she can run over the top of them if they light them up in front. So uh, what are you found for the weekend, Lucky? Well, mate, pressure's on after last week. You know, three from four. So for me, best. And just, just one quick note, actually, while we're going on She's Ideal. Um, gee, I love a stayer that... First up over fourteen hundred. That's that's showing a bit of, you know, turn of foot before. So yeah, you might have you might have twisted my arm there to have a little play. But now, anyway, on to me best mate. I'm going to Brizzy Race Three. Our candidate sports bet shopping around four twenty at the moment. So it's an inter- really interesting horse, mate. They've got the blinkers back on. Um, it's an Australian bloodstock horse, and it's it's had two runs back from a forty eight week spell. You know that they're a really quality team australia bloodstock so they're not going to keep it around if they if they didn't think it still had a few races in it you know it's a seven-year-old gelding it would have been easy for him to 
to throw it on the uh, sales, especially the way they're going at the moment too. They would have made a dollar, but enormous. <laughs> but um, yeah, and you know, first up, Randwick sixteen hundred off a forty-eight weeks spell. You can imagine it was sort of slow away, didn't do much, but second up, two thousand meters at Randwick in a you know eighty-eight handicap, real finished the race off really strong, right? And now it's it's gone up here to Brizzy. It's got the big weight, but it's a big, tough old Irish gelding, right? So that won't bother it. Andrew Mellion on, like, it's, you know, it's coming up against horses that are coming through, you know, 78s, Class 4s at Sunny Coast, Ipswich Maidens. Um, apart from the Waller horse, who I'm not a huge fan of anyway, 41 starts for six wins, mate. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be too tough for him. Class 6, really well placed by Chris Lee. So that's me, uh, that's me best, mate. See if I can go back to back. Yeah, very well found, and, and Chris Lees knows how to place his horse as well, so great pick for that one, I think. Uh, my best of the weekend, I've found a horse by the name of Yee Yee. I'm, I'm a sucker for a third up 1,600-metre horse, and he's the one this weekend. Uh, I backed him last start with J-Mac on board. I thought he was a good thing. He, he popped him out. He sat behind the leaders, but got run down late by a stable in, in Warrieri Falls. More suitable distance, 1,600. Uh, I think he'll find a winner's stall this weekend. What about the combination of J-Mac and Walla? How can you go past it? Yeah, mate. Yeah, you, you know, you can you always back that with confidence. Barrier 5-2. Um, yeah, mate, I think I think you might be around the money there. If, he, if anything beats it, it'll be the winner. So if I do have a spare dollar then, what do I back yours each way with? Well, a little bit of disclaimer, mate. I was looking at Sydney race six, but um, when I finish talking, you're probably going to pick one in that race. So just as a little side note, I was looking at Rock each way in race six in Sydney, mate. But anyway, I'll, I'll leave that race to you. I've, and I, so I've gone shopping down at Morpherville. Um, Dexter, you devil. Now, you know, this isn't a horse that I'd be putting my last dollar on, but I've had some success with it before. Comes up here at $7.50. He's fifth up into his spell five weeks from his last win there at border town which you know i know border town isn't isn't great but a lot of these horses in this race are those sort of a bit like brizzy sometimes out of carnival and down at adelaide they just run around against each other week in week out like hustler wars first up so i'm not too concerned about him research the mcavoy horse you know that's probably the one they're going to back but toddy panel on mate He's he likes a good tracks. It looks like they're going to get that down there, and uh, around the seven dollar fifty mark. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have an each way ticket on Dexter. You devil. Well, for the lucky last each way tip from from yours truly, uh, I did say she's ideal was my best each way a little bit earlier, but uh, someone had a dig at me the other day for finding one at five dollars a win and two dollars a play. So I, I thought I better find something around the, the double figure odds, and I've come up with standout. In the in the Southern Cross Stakes, twelve hundred meters, tough race. Obviously, I, I had my eyes set on Lost and Running early, but the sixty-one kilo um, first up sort of buoyed me a bit. But anyway, I went through the form, and, and the other other standout was standout. Uh, believe it or not, similar prep last last time in uh, to Lost and Running, but uh, Lost and Running obviously went on to race in the in the Everest. One by Nature Strip and Mask Crusader. And first up, last prep, Nature Strip Wild Ruler beat him home in a group three, beaten five. This prep, beaten in a group two by Overpass and Forbidden Love by 4.5. And 
Yeah, second up last prep, mate. He, he uh, ran second in Mars Crusader. Embracer run third in a 1200 Rand week. In a group two, they ran a 108.33. So you, you can imagine how quick that was. Uh, meets lost in running at most runs better by about five kilos as he drops down to 56 and a half with Nash on board. So I think he's a great each way bet. So, uh, yeah, if you've got any money left, each way standout in uh, the Southern Cross Stakes on Saturday. Obviously, oh. watch track conditions as well. Yeah, well, uh, thanks everyone for joining us and uh, we'll look forward to returning next week and uh, hopefully you find plenty of winners. Cheers, mate. Well, that wraps up the Hands and Heels podcast for week two. Thanks everyone for joining in and listening. Hopefully uh, we found a few winners and kept you entertained throughout the, uh, throughout the pod. Uh, bear with us while we uh, have some teething issues, obviously, with audio and microphones and whatnot. But uh, hopefully over the, the course of the year, we can slightly improve and uh, look forward to building uh, into a great year. So thanks again for joining us and make sure to uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you get a chance. Cheers.